0: Welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan, and today's guest on the show is Citrus Fresh, a rapper from Limerick who released his debut album, Operating System, just before Christmas. He's part of the PX Music crew in Limerick who had an article on Vice that we talk about in our chat. You might want to check it out beforehand. Uh, the headline Fuck Stab City. This is Rap City. PX Music is Ireland's most exciting rap collective. And hey, I'm not going to argue with Vice. You might want to read it beforehand just to get acquainted with the names if you're not already. I'm sure that you already know of Denise Chyla and God knows a Murley. But what about the other rappers from Limerick the li- and, and the ones that are involved with PX Music? You've got the likes of Gavin Da Vinci, Hazy Hayes, who released a brilliant album last year as well. You've got Strange Boy who's got an unbelievable song called The Pope that's only about two minutes long and it's so good. So good. I've got Aswell and Chrome in there as well, and producers like Mangy and also DJ Sean Murray, a.k.a. DJ Replay, who you can see in the background to the East Coast and Southwest, all stars on the Tommy Tiernan show about 10 days ago, as I'm talking now. God knows, brought the two crews together for uh, the two versions of the song that were released in 2020 an unbelievable live performance uh so that's how uh we're kicking off the chat with citrus fresh by asking about that performance and so i'm going to clip a little bit of citrus's performance on that show it's only 13 seconds so i may as well leave in hazy hazes on afterwards as well but you can see dj sean in the background uh throughout the whole thing it's really great chat with citrus fresh it's quite long as well so i won't uh, waffle on for too much longer if you stick around to the end you'll hear soda cake the second track on operating system it's one of my favorite tracks on the album so yeah you can check out the album on witness the and make sure to keep an eye on px music it sounds like they've got a lot of really interesting uh stuff planned for 2021 the chat took place over zoom The album was produced by Citrus Fresh, 40 Hertz and Danny Lanham. And so the latter, Danny, is actually in on the chat uh, as well. You might hear his voice from time to time. And if you strain just that little bit harder, you might even hear Sean, who was in the background lying down uh, throughout the chat too. He pipes up once or twice too, so you might hear his voice uh, throughout as well. But yeah, this is a little clip of Citrus Fresh and Hazy Hayes on the Tommy Tiernan show. And then it's into uh, the chat with Citrus Fresh on The Point of Everything.
1: The moon, I'm a pagan You claim not the love that you are faking I am just a fool, very vacant Don't pop off the zoom. Me. I worship the moon, I'm a pagan. You claim not to love, but are you are faking. I am just true. a fool that we're baking. Come on, pop, pop, consume so you, amaze oh, me. I oh, believe in myself, babe. I drew the blueprints of templates. One template. of oh, no, the new kids of Sunset. Sunset. I'm a Sim-s-tay. Sim-s-tay. Yeah, I let the yeah. moon fade, here's a senseway. Sweat like 10 with a red face. Staying slim and see the fucking stress sway. I'm all being raised in an estate. Stuck in a cycle loop, loop. Spinning like we and riding true. You're stuck in a cycle loop, loop. You're stuck in true You're stuck in a cycle loop, loop
0: i guess i'm talking to you at a good time because you're on tommy tiernan at the weekend the tommy tiernan show the southwest all-stars and the east coast all-stars come together with uh god knows to perform the who's asking remix tell me everything about it how was it it was amazing to be honest with you man it was
2: um when did we do what we did like uh, mid December.
3: Yeah, like the tenth to tenth of December or something. It was.
2: Yeah, we got like properly like chauffeured from uh, from the train station in Dublin down to uh the RT Studios, and like you know like we were getting the tour of the care park, or no less, the care park. So we got this guy brought us in and brought us around the care park and showed us the inside of these lovely buildings that we weren't really allowed to actually go in and look at. And uh, no, it was actually class. It was um when we were in the actual uh studio recording us. It was like the same studio as the Late Late Show, but the the curtains Joe were over the wall kind of, uh, so you could just make out the LAT. So I was like, oh, lovely, Latte Show. We're on a coffee-orientated experience. No, it was, uh, I'd never worked with uh, a proper crew like that, where there's like 30 people behind the cameras like like gears like you know what I mean like and cogs like it was mad and having like we were like oh yeah we're very important people in here but like these people are like not nah, get get your shit done now do you know what I mean like screaming at you not screaming at you but being very assertive with you do You know, the submissive in me was uh, like oh lovely
0: stuff do you know what I mean getting screamed at it, it it felt like a, a special moment, like seeing the two things come together in kind of God knows, like big plan uh, kind of come to fruition. Like, was it, I mean, did you take too long coming up with the choreography all walking around or everything? Did everyone know there when they were supposed to be coming in and everything? It was
2: um, very spurred. The, the actual, like the choreography and stuff was very spurred the moment. I think it was just, uh, well, the lads probably had it in their heads before, but we only kind of, because we only actually saw the set when we were in there. I didn't know if we were like, going on the stage or like so it was very cool seeing the 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 clockwork of monitor the clockwork system of monitors like you know what i mean and we all had our little spots like yeah it was really cool yeah i think we got it down in like four takes i think not, so not three three even maybe three <laughs> if we're being good to ourselves no it was class it was um and even like getting to meet rebel phoenix like i i, I hadn't met rebel phoenix before i've met, met mango a couple of times tulip boys are a one like you know what i mean and it was really nice to actually Link up, like, and not just speak to each other over Twitter. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, um, I'm I'm almost disappointed you say it because I was hoping that we could get some sort of rivalry going. You know, I mean, I I, I tried to do it when I saw that the East Coast All Stars remix came out. I was like, oh, which one, which one is better? Uh, but you're saying like you get on well with the lads. There's no no beef or anything that we can kind of uh, prod with a stick.
2: I think we're gonna go gear towards more Juggalo style backyard <laughs> wrestling where we're all really good friends and we do it for unity and peace and love. Or we just kill each other in that, in,
0: in that direction, I think, maybe. Um, can, can you kind of, like, even just on that song, maybe, can you kind of see and tell the difference between, like, the kind of the East Coast style and the, and the Dublin style of rap? Or is it just kind of like, just the, is it just the accents? It's, do you know, it's, um,
2: well, I would say specifically with that song, it's kind of, um, it's almost hard for me to tell because I'd, I, I would say that song is very out of my own realm of kind of what the kind of stuff that I normally make in that. So that was like out of my comfort zone for me. So I was only trying to, I was more more focused on kind of uh, trying to keep up with these lads because I know well that all these boys are well able for beats like that and stuff, you know what I mean? But um I was more I was actually more I was I was surprised at how well, especially with the live performance because uh with with them um, when we got that 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 because obviously that was like a remixed version of the beat. Because I had to fit everyone on it, so I was actually a little bit worried. I didn't know how it was going to go in the couple of weeks beforehand. Like, and it was actually very, very nice to see how well it actually melded together. To be honest with you, and I think like the the like even Mango when Mango comes on like and it's such a an opposite style to what any of us are doing, but it's it was nice and cohesive. You know what I mean? I think it worked really well. So no, I'm shutting down any 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 forms of beef that you're trying to throw at us. Everything is good. <laughs>
0: I must try harder talk to me about god knows from afar like i've interviewed him uh i get on well with him love everything that he does but he does kind of seem like one of these uh overarching figures maybe yeah definitely kind of like definitely he's he's trying to shine a light on everybody like uh i I think it was denise who was tweeting during the week after after the tommy tiernan performance and she was saying that that, you know it was him who was asked to perform on the tommy tiernan show but he was like Oh, I want to bring everybody together. Like, is that just having someone in the scene like that must just be so nice for for yeah. like uh, you guys?
2: See, we're very lucky in Limerick anyway because um, like most of us at PX Music came up to um, do you know music generation? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of us came up through that. Like, and how we all would have met like God knows and Denise and Murley, originally was actually like they were met kind of mentoring in music gen. So they would have been like early twenties, and we would have all been about fifteen, sixteen. And like um I think like my first time meeting Denise was on the music generation double decker bus that they bring around the country to, to when they're doing showcases, do like sing giving singing lessons and I was like 15, you know what I mean? And like it tried to correlate that then in my brain to like doing Tommy Tiernan shot in however many years later, seven, eight years later is crazy. But like even like I think my first time properly meeting G was um I I did the through true My Name is John when when they were in Rusengano. So John was actually my lecturer in a Limerick Senior, in a, in a PLC course for music tech. And I knew that we were hip hop heads and asked us to come down for a of video shoot. So that was my first time meeting G and Murley then. This is like 2014 or 2015 in Dolan's, like just, i never done a music video or anything like that before. I wasn't even thinking about performing myself. Like, do you know what I mean? But like, those lads have been such a, a guiding hand on all of us literally for going on a decade now. And like, it was, it's very, I've been asked it a good few times in, in, like, like, you know, like, what's it like with the lads and stuff, but it's very hard to see outside the bubble, even doing stuff like the Tommy Tiernan show and going, oh, my God, this is so crazy because this is, like, our social circle, you know what I mean? And, like, it was our social thing where it's what we met up with our, with our friends and did, so these are the people that we were spending that time with, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, um, I always find it very hard to judge how it looks outside the bubble, if you get what I'm saying, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I was actually wondering about music uh, generation, Did, or genera- generator, or Gener- generation? generation, yeah, music generation. generation. Uh, Thanks, Bono. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could explain kind of how it works. Is it, is it just basically, oh, I'm interested in music. Let's go down and see what happens. Um, is, it, is it just like a hobby sort
2: of thing? Well, it was, how I actually came about it was just I was going to a youth cafe in town. My sister was making me go to a U cafe in town to keep me off the roads when I was like 15, 16. Just literally in the local community center. Well, they kind of moved venues whenever they had to, but like just Saturday mornings, anyone musically inclined under the age of 18, 19 in Limerick all just met up in this one hub. I was in a, what was called the band explosion. So I wasn't doing like a, like the lads were all doing like a hip hop classes and like, you know, songwriting stuff. Whereas I was actually a, like in a gig, like our, doing practice rooms with a band like every Saturday and playing guitar and that you know what I mean? So I wasn't even with the lads at the stage. But um no I definitely have to like I have to credit it very much to um it I know the lads because of music generation, you know
0: what I mean? It was an amazing escape. It's led by Steve Ryan and the guys from Windings, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um do you know uh Proto Baby? Uh they,
2: yeah did the live show on Dolan Stair, they're amazing but yeah yeah. So Tony was it from Proto Baby was involved? To be honest with you, there's too many, there's too many names of people that I I know for a fact if I name some of them, I'll give one fella that hit this name and I'll give the other fella this name. But um but like that's Eve. that's how we initially met, like again, G and Murley and that like so already the sense of community was being built. This is around like twenty thirteen, like twenty twelve, you know what I mean? Like it's already starting to be built up from like around then. That's how I met Steve from Windings actually. What a guy. I've never seen that fella would not wearing a trucker hat. Have you met Steve? I've never seen him not
0: wearing a trucker hat in my entire life. I've never seen it, the crown of his head. <laughs> um, and and so like all of the PX music guys, y'all kind of came through music generation. Myself
2: and Hayes literally went to, I think for the age of three, we were in play school together until like second, I think second class. But I uh, and we're literally related in like three different, very distant ways. But um, with like so um, Gavin is from Tipperary, so like we we only met Gavin. Well, I only met Gavin about a uh, I'd say about two years ago, that was actually through uh, manky and the lads and just, them they had been corresponding with each other over the over, like from when they were like 15, sending each other little bits that they had been doing for years, you know what I mean? And like Matthew was in, or as Matthew, Aswell, I don't think anyone knows Aswell's actual name, Aswell came up through Music Gen. Uh, again, I'm trying to think now and the fact that I'm thinking of the answer on the spot, I'm going, okay, who did actually come up through Music Gen and who didn't? So I don't say the wrong answer. <laughs> Uh, did did Hazy Hayes have the beard in preschool? Oh, is that okay? No, Hayes did not have the beard in preschool. I think he started getting that testosterone deficiency at about fourteen, that's when that beard started growing at a rapid pace. He just had a uh, had a handlebar mustache in play school.
0: Is that what you're going for at the moment? Like, I'll talk to you in a year and you'll have like a big bushy beard. Is that the goal?
2: I'm going. It's more trying to, I'm making an attempt to, I can always, I get very patchy. I'm going to brush it the right way sometimes when I'm doing videos and stuff that it looks kind of full, but uh, if the wind catches me at the wrong way on ghost, like
0: um before we kind of talk more about like say 2020 and hazy haze and like what a great year uh px had like how did it actually um start i haven't talked to any of the guys from px so i'll kind of take you as the as the spokesman for it so you know you've got to get everything right about about how it started and or or maybe just how you got involved uh with it what like was there a grand plan at the start or was it just like we all like each other get on and we'll see what happens
2: it actually kind of started from like some of us like, so it's uh, like Sean, myself and Sean, before I met Sean, I was running a club night in Limerick, a hip hop night called uh, Boombox. It was just DJing like, and I'm um, like, when I was like 17, 18. And uh, I, I, myself and one of the lads, Toby, Ometesso, I'd actually met with Sean to do something with him to run a couple of gigs or whatever. And um, that eventually turned into a club night called Prescription that myself, Sean, and a couple of the lads were. Running. And then uh, we actually kind of from running that for, a couple of years, we had obviously been looking around the place, mostly Sean, to be honest with you. I can't really, when I say we, I was like a, I was a, a very, a, an okay DJ and kind of a background fella that, like that at some of the meetings. Yeah, a bouncer for <laughs> prescription. But um, no, because we'd like, we got gotten to talk to Hayes and that from like booking Hayes' group, same difference with uh, it's Hayes, <laughs> Bush and um, and Soyz. But um, big up, same difference. But just from like, uh, we had booked them down for a gig. And like, it was again, kind of through the music generation connections from obviously talking to Hayes and Hayes talking to the other lads. We ended up like, we had Aswell down for a gig and we had Gavin down for a kind of, for, down for a gig. It was actually um kind of came in from talks then of Gavin wanted to release something. Uh, Hayes wanted to properly record and release. And this is kind of around when I was thinking about starting to do a little bit of writing, but like we all anything that was being recorded. Hayes had just started recording with Murray like and um with replay. And uh we were all kind of hanging around in the house like so kinda of just came from that, just just a lot of boys sitting around in the bedroom studio and then kind of going, okay, this is already moulding into something in itself, you know what I mean? And we're already spending loads of time together socially in that we so, all
3: these other to to and they go, why are
2: we getting paid for it? Did you pick that up? Yeah, Morley's Mar- Mar- saying we're paying a lot of other cunts to come down and perform and going, why are we not getting paid for this? You know what I mean? And I think, like, Hayes had started coming around maybe around April or May of 2018, and I recorded my first bits around August of 2018. And then, and I think it was September, then we had our, we had our PX Music launch, night in pharmacy upstairs in Dolan's, and places absolutely mobbed, and it was like seven of us, On stage, it's crazy, and that was kind of the birth of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, around September 2018, I would say, is the actual time.
0: It seems like Limerick has always had like a really good reputation for rap and hip hop music. Like, I mean, Mm. I I don't know if you can point to maybe Rubber Bandits as kind of maybe the the start of that, but it does seem like a really, really supportive scene, even like from the very first days of PX music, Mm. by the sounds of it.
2: Um, even the bandits are. Like the the band the rubber bandits have such an influence on like my humor now. Frank, I was obsessed with the rubber bandits when I was 13 man. And like I have sometimes Blind Boy mentions me in tweets and I'm like at the 15-year-old inside me is wet in his pants, like do you know what I mean? It's um and it's something that the lads I would say that the lads obviously I can't speak for rubber bandits, but I would say they would nearly tell you themselves And obviously uh their their stuff was quite satirical in that, but uh it was I think that if the bandits weren't there, I didn't do what they did. At that time in like that kind of weird mid mid and post recession ireland there wouldn't really be much of as much of a platform there for us to be don't know it definitely softened below of what that kind of irish hip-hop kind of the sound of it and like because i can only imagine it's a bit jarring on the ears to hear if you're alien to that sound you know what i mean like so i think they definitely uh opened up the gates a small bit and it was kind of that thing as well where it showed people i think that um the, obviously theirs was very far on the satirical side, but um, like I think one thing where I find people can kind of go wrong, I think with the sound of Irish hip hop, just in my own opinion, is um, I find if people take themselves a little too seriously in how they're sounding, it can come off as a little bit in any in any genre or any kind of form of hip hop and come off as almost a little bit cheesy. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of they definitely taught me anyway to take the piss out of myself a little bit you know what i mean and not be so just that you have to have that salt base sprinkling of uh of self-deprecation you know what i mean yeah
0: you, you like you can definitely hear uh the rubber bandits influence i think in someone like uh uh the pope by um strange oh,
2: it? 100 yeah but i think if you're nearly thought of it on a political spectrum the rubber bandit stuff being left-leaning left being the satirical with the with the hint of the center then the pope is the other way where it's kind of it's a bit more serious with with that satirical twinge on it you know what i mean but um that's what i mean as in for i was amazed for jordan for, for me anyway that song is um obviously it's satirical but it's there's a clear kind of there's still a clear message behind it that you know what i mean and it's still to be taken seriously do you know what i mean where like even with that whole it's really a joke, the hook, like, you know what I mean? I want a big house like the Pope has, like, but it's amazing, like, and it's, like, I find definitely exactly what you said. Jordan has definitely honed in, strange boy, sorry, has found that where you can take that, that the satire and the self-deprecation out of it, like, you can pick it out of what of the, the rubber bandit stuff and just make his own thing out of it, you know what
0: I mean? sick. Oh man, I was watching that video again today, like oh, just cracking up every time I watch it. I'm just cracking up with it.
2: If you wait, to, if, I don't know if you caught it. At the very end, you could see my uh, milky white arse
0: on sitting on the toilet while he's passed out on the floor. It's my old workplace and the Wickham tap. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's what I'll be watching for next. I've got to Go watch for this it, video now again and see his nice, arse. Nice, nice nice, <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um, and and so okay, we're at the start of of PX music and like do you already know what your sound is like what citrus fresh actually sounds like and what you want to do or is it just a case of trying different styles like you said um the the who's asking thing is a little bit outside your realm even now um yeah. like what was it like at the start what were you going for
2: um to be honest with you i was just in a very it's dead, kind of any it's generic rapper origin story like where i was just in a very Crap place, you know what I mean. Fresh out of a breakup and that, and kind of just depressed off my head, and I needed some outlet, you know what I mean. And I kind of, I've always been mad on the Earl Sweatshirt thing. Always been mad on the kind of more abstract kind of, you know, that like kind of that realm of stuff. So um, I knew I definitely like, uh like I couldn't do the the haze thing, like, would like, would like the all like the, the almost gangster rap, uh uh inspired not inspired but uh influenced you know what I mean I knew that I couldn't approach it that way because I wouldn't take my I I I know that's that's not necessarily the persona that I could uh pull off very well so I knew that I couldn't you know what I mean whereas I knew how I was feeling at that time I was like okay I'm literally I'm depressed off my head now I tend to be a little lower scheming and depressed off my head a lot of the time so I think that uh that definitely goes hand in hand with the abstract thing where you can make the sound sound very depressed and I was like okay I'm gonna make some weird and really try and uh I didn't I, I wanted to make sad boy stuff without making little peep stuff you know what I mean and kind of I think that was kind of the general the general escape that I had but um even since then I would say I've Changed the, like completely as an artist in terms of how what I like. It took me at the I released the two EPs before my album, that was like practice, you know what I mean. And then, kind of coming up to the album. Then when I was met, with Danny, I knew I had a clear, concise thing in my head before sitting down to make it. You know what I mean
0: and and you've got your producer there beside you like are you are you kind of constantly bouncing ideas off he, off each other
2: uh just before we answered that we wanted so it was actually produced by three of us and it's uh 40 hertz as well and 40 couldn't make it today just so i just said i showed him out there because it was uh definitely uh yeah
3: it's three. <coughs> a three excuse
2: me yeah it was uh as danny was saying there like it wasn't like one of the lads produced it and two people it was like the three of us direct the thing you know what i mean so uh so sorry what we're saying just about is bouncing questions or bouncing ideas um i would say for the last couple of months anyway we've been i've i've been definitely taking a break i needed to um but um yeah we started the recording or even the writing process for the album operating system go listen to this if you if you're listening to this right now please go listen to it or go buy it on bandcamp which is even better please um but uh we started the uh the writing process in like uh january and we kind of, like me and Danny, basically I went on, I, we, I was Danny was running an open mic in the bar I was working in and we kind of got to talking and we wanted to do something with each other. Danny pursued me relentlessly to do a bit of work together. And um, I went on holidays to see my mate, who was, who was living in, the, studying in the Netherlands at the time, in uh, Nijmegen. And uh, when I came back, Danny approached me in the pub and he was like, oh yeah, lad, I'm moving into your house tomorrow. (laughs) He had uh, gotten speaking to my housemates and uh, moved into it. He's like, yeah, move in and actually get a bit of work done. (laughs) And then from then on, it was just kind of, because lockdown then hit, obviously. And uh, we were just sitting at home with nothing to do. But if I wasn't locked in the room playing the game, me and him were like downstairs, like actually trying to like piece, hash out ideas or or just listening to records and stuff and trying trying to influence ourselves as much as possible. With everything, you know what I mean, and with, with, like, and like, we really aimed to, um, we really wanted to make something like cinematic, cause that's one I I love films so much. One of my favorite things to do is watching films. I love cinema, and like, uh, the first album that I ever listened to, I have tattooed on my chest. First album that I ever listened to that actually, I I used to hate listening to albums, and I listened to Good Kid, Mad City the entire way through when I was like seventeen, and it actually destroyed my whole thought process on like how music should be made and like just that it says it on the cover like a short a short film by Kendrick Lamar you know what I mean it's um it was like literally like watching a tv series or a film or something so just uh, we really went into operating system with that kind of idea and uh we really like we were using beats and stuff at the start but quite early on we kind of scrapped the idea using um samples and stuff and we really wanted to not samples but like other people's samples we really wanted to um Go for like full live instrumentation because Danny's like a great jazz guitarist. Like, studied in Bim in London, so Danny's well able. You know what I mean. So um, there be no reason why we shouldn't be forcing, like not forcing, but uh, pushing as much actual live instrumentation out of it as possible. You know.
3: Also, from like a, a writing point of view, nearly it's it's funny that like when when I when I think about hip hop before in like how hip hop was created and stuff, I always kind of thought that this new hip hop was always made on you know like using samples and all that kind of thing but we from from a musician's point of view the writing operating system was like we were a band kind of a trio mm. sitting down writing songs as a band because you know we, we were really like building things
2: yeah like uh so 40 40 was on all anything got to do with the, with the digital audio station that was 40 so 40 was all over logic and ableton for the for the recording process and it was, it was kind of like um i'd i'd translate or i'd give an idea to danny 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 would translate it out over an instrument and then 40 would translate it all onto a computer and like uh do his own production thing like that designing all the drums and the soundscapes and stuff you know what i mean and kind of really uh, getting any bit of atmosphere to any of the tracks that's all 40 you know what i mean
0: yeah so so it sounds like you're kind of uh learning as you go almost like just oh, taking these new definitely. ideas and trying to trying to actual um make them come to life
2: it, well i think that's kind of um not to, well, I'm going to talk my, my horn a little bit and not to compare my thing to Citizen Kane, but that's how orson Wells made Citizen Kane, you know what I mean? He had a notion of what he was doing and he just, like, with actual cinematography and, like, uh, like when he went into making that movie, he, the odd, any ideas that he had for shooting shots in that movie were new because he'd had a notion when he was doing and he made a fucking masterpiece of it, you know what I mean? So it is good to go into things a little blind sometimes, I
3: think. Yeah, definitely.
2: You lose for everything you learn. You're losing a little bit of that kind of blissful ignorance. Gone into something where there are no wrong ideas. You know what I mean? That's something that me and Danny argue about quite a bit when we're making music. Is because I don't see scales or anything because I can't read like on that. Like I not I don't have much music theory. Whereas Danny is overloaded with music theory. So I'm going, Will you try this? And then you go, no, no, that won't work <laughs> in a jazz arrangement. It's not gonna work. And I'm going, Let's Fucking try it, like please. And he's gone. No, no, Michael, no. it won't work. And then trying to find a compromise between that then. Which you do. Yeah, rules are meant to be broken, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially in music.
0: Did Did you enjoy the album process? Was it different? Like like you mentioned how how you wouldn't have been a big album head a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. I mean, did you actually enjoy it coming out the other end and being like, oh man, this is, you know, a full start-to-finish piece of work?
2: It's It's kind of, it's that same thing, like I just said, of the more you gain, you lose a little bit because... It was like, it's an amazing process. It was like, I never record music in other way. Like I love, I love this. It. But it's because you're sitting on something for so long. We were working on that for 11 months. Like it's very, very, it's impossible to not become overtly critical of everything
3: on it. We were also thinking about releasing it in April. Like when we first mm-hmm. went up at the very beginning of January, you know, we were looking at like April as like a release date. And then even at first stage, we were thinking we might be able to get it out in August, but.
2: Not realizing the actual chunk of work that's involved in the process of creating an album, you and know what I mean? And also COVID as well. Like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah.
3: It was hard to get into the studio some days as well, like, you know. It
2: was, um, I definitely think that because, like, creating an album, I don't care who it is, if you create, make an album, like, it's, I, I think it's a fair accomplishment, like, you know, and um, I think that led to uh, feeling a bit more useless after we finished the album, because now the album is done you're not actively working on something as much as I want to be, but it's actually very hard to be working on something now at the moment because we can't really all get into the studio together, you know? And, um, so I think that downtime after the release of the album has been one of the hardest periods of my life because it's like, uh, you put all your focus and your energy into the thing and then the thing is done. And it's like, okay, we've finished that chapter now, you know what I mean? It's kind of, uh, there's not much more we can do to that. So now I have to have, and it's very, very exciting as well. It's like, cause I can't wait to come back in and start actually like seeing what's in my brain. I haven't tried to write anything in about two months just to see like what I can come up with now. But it's a uh, very, very daunting just because it was like the, the anchor in my life for the last year I was creating an album and it was, I was waking up and I was thinking about the album. And now it's like, oh, I've loads of other aspects of my life that are also still in existence like and I'm severely lacking in how to deal with those things now cuz I put so much energy into this you know what i mean so i kind of it's like learning to walk again after releasing it and try to get back to the process of writing and then maybe getting working on something else again you know that's just uh, how how it's affected me anyway definitely obviously it'll affect everyone differently
0: That's really interesting because i always thought like after someone's been in the studio or finished making an album that they're kind of sick of all of the songs on the album and they need a break from it but that I i never kind of thought about it like that that you're you know this is giving you kind of maybe a bit of focus and you know your your artistic outlet and then when when you're when you're finished with it you're kind of at a loose end the worst
2: day was like two days after the release
0: because you've the release and that's amazing and then the following
2: day you've everyone sharing it and that's amazing and then it's the third day then, where obviously see still a bit of people sharing it, but there's the fallout then where it's like, okay, the dust settles in and you're not the most important person on your newsfeed anymore. And it's kind of like, okay, I'm going have to leave my ego, get up here now, my head is that size because of this thing that I'm after doing. And it's like, it's just a lot of different, uh, I found it was a lot of different uh, things in my head firing at once. It was like, oh, I've done this amazing thing and I deserve all this respect now and then it's like oh but I haven't actually loads of people have done this thing so like is it really that commendable is it that good do you know what I mean and just kind of I think just the longer you have especially I do not advise anyone to release an album during lockdown yeah because you've all the time in the world to refresh your new seed and sit in it and think about hey why everything people are saying about it and do you know what I mean like so it's a uh, if you're of any bit anxious anxiety cli- inclined don't release an album during the global pandemic
0: <laughs> And and I guess maybe 2020 In general it was kind of like a, I, d- I don't know if it was a good year Overall for PX Music because You seem to be really busy but it did kind of Seem like maybe your initial Momentum the stuff that you gained in 2019 yeah. you, you weren't able To do live gigs you weren't able to Come together like I mean it Started amazing and ended amazing with Hazy and you both releasing um, Albums either side of the kind of, Kind of just at the tail end of the year, but uh but in between, like, was it kind of difficult for all of the guys on PX Music to actually?
3: It's it's kind of funny from from my point of view where I, I'm actually only in PX since well I I started writing with Mike in January that would have been the first time I came in and I think I went to Other Voices with the boys up in Mayo and then there was a couple of gigs in Limerick but I'd say I've only been I've been in PX a year nearly and I've only been to about three gigs you know so. It's been it's been a weird year because it's it's felt like it's been a busy year. Like there's so many artists mm-hmm. on here and and there's so much going on that it has felt quite busy. But then it's only Sean that says to me all the time like, oh, I always forget that you haven't been to any of the gigs yet. Like you know, so like it, it has felt like it's been a very busy year. But that's been a year that uh, nothing's actually happened really, <laughs> you know, in the world. Like and
2: and even like the come here, I'll tell you like the, the, the day of the first lockdown, like the, the very first lockdown, the day it came in. Myself, Sean and Hayes Had tickets to Portugal To play a gig in Lisbon Like you know what I mean With a uh, Garden Collective Shout out to the Garden Collective Port But um Port, was it? Uh, Or yeah It was the Port to Port gig Yeah but um And like that would have been That was all of our first time Leaving the country in a while We were looking forward to a holiday And then Oh yeah We got Hayes a passport Like that's how important this was Like Hayes got a Hayes got a passport Like So um And like Jesus Like that was like the real it, 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 It's It's like it, it's hard because, um, like, we're all living in quite pro- close proximity to, together. But like Gavin, all of Gavin's family are living down in Tippe. You know what I mean, in Clanalty. So like, Gavin had to spend a lot of lockdown in the sticks, like Joe, just at home with his folks, like, and uh, just helping out at home and stuff. So like, we barely got to see. We've we've got only got to see Gavin quite intermittently in the last year. You know what I mean? Like, he might come up for like a couple of weeks and then we won't see him for a month and a half, whatever. But it's just, um, we definitely we definitely it was great to have to have been forced to adapt to something you know and like it kind of shows you what your what your actual colors are like but um definitely like you were saying that momentum was really halted we were doing like between the, i think we did like between myself and haze we did like 12 gigs between the start of december and mid january or something and the end of january and like to go from that so, now it was obviously great because it just gave us so much more time to work in the studio but um there was definitely mixed feelings Uh, of kind of like, it's just this whole thing of we were going so great and we were getting all these gigs and there was so much word of mouth going around in that and just going, okay, now you have to sit in your room for a year. You know what I mean? And obviously, it's happening to everyone. But, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, you just have to roll with the punches, I suppose. Like, I miss, I, I, I can't say that I miss gigs now because I've been in my bedroom for so long that I think I'm terrified of the
0: concept of it. You know what I mean?
3: I miss gigs.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. You're telling me, but it uh, it must kind of be sad as well that like you didn't you haven't been able to to do like a launch for the album too. Like you're kind of it well, it hasn't did, been did, fully. It was, it
3: was... No, I was just saying on a, on the on the fourth we got it was the only time we got to perform the album. We yeah. did a, a newest stream uh, on the fourth of December, which was which was probably our, our only gig from from the album. Like yeah, what? the Dolan's gig. Um,
2: it's it's something that Sean and Danny have been on my arse about because because we didn't really get to do a proper launch and that, it's, and obviously it's not pointless to promote your work, but it feels very inhibited in how we can promote it. And like, I, I'm kind of going, Jesus, I can only share it on Facebook so many times and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And like, but um, it definitely, not that it made releasing the album feel pointless because it certainly wasn't pointless, but it definitely What's the best way to put
3: it?
1: I
2: feel like it was really only available to the actual core fans or the people who are listening to music. Obviously it's available to everyone, but just obviously you can't gig it. And I think one of the main strong points that we have as a group of of artists is we're all quite good performers, you know what I mean? So like our gigs are quite enjoyable. So that's what people, that's how we were getting a lot of our our promo before was just playing gigs and then being crazy. So like, I've definitely learned that my actual promo skills are completely lacking, completely lacking in, in regards, you know what I mean? And I'm just sitting here now going, yeah, I need to save a bit of money and get a bit of PR, so I don't have to worry about it anymore.
0: <laughs> um, just, I just remembered that that Vice article that came out uh, last yeah, yeah, May. Yeah. T- tell me about that. that. That's a really exciting feature to get up on oh, uh, Vice for PX Music.
2: You're telling me it was like uh I think I was the I was the the cock the cock of the walk for a while got around now only around my house. But like and I was like, yeah, man and dad, I'm on a voice article, and they were like, What the fuck is voice? And I'm like, Yeah, voice article. No, like that was there was one of the headlines and it was like because you know when voice share an article, it's like uh depending on what 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 uh social media they share it might have a different headline, but it'll be the same article, you know what I mean? And one of them was like, uh, "Me PX Music, Ireland's Odd Future. And I was like, okay. One side of me was like, it's stupid, man, comparisons like that. And the other side of me was like, yup, listen to that. Unreal. That, yeah, no, it was amazing because obviously voice is something that, um, I don't know. Oh yeah, they were actually meant to come over and uh, we were run- we had a, uh, a gig booked and all in Limerick and uh, they were coming over, documenting it like, and we were going to get a little kind of feature but obviously uh coronavirus care to be coronavirus yeah that one <laughs> um but um yeah that was very sickening but even like that was a, a fair moment just because like what am I'm, I'm 24 now like kind of oh, all my teenagers, yeah you're watching those weird voice documentaries where it's some fellow over in baghdad or something and licking, then you're watching toads. or like some weird documentary about yeah drugs or something like that and it's just it was covering everything and just it was such a prevalent uh kind of newsletter kind of style thing that's always been there through my kind of teenage years. And then seeing myself on a stage like that on the front cover of it then was pretty cool, I must say.
0: Great, yeah. No, it was, Um, I, I was wondering, like, did you, was anybody, like, taken aback by anything in it? Like, I was reading through through oh. it again today. They say, uh, I'll, I'll just read you the quote that kind of stood yep. out to me. I, d- I don't know if you'll agree or disagree, like, a through, line, disagree, but... a, a through line in their work is an examination of what it means to be considered a scumbag in narrow-minded Irish towns and cities. Yes, um, yes, no? A yeah, small actually, I, I didn't think that would be the quote you picked.
2: There was actually a few uh doozies in there, but um, uh, I think with that one, because it's not any of us saying, I I agree with it to, to a certain extent. None of us are scumbags, and none of us are, are, are saying or trying to portray ourselves in a certain way. It's um, we are we all are from very working class backgrounds, you know, and like I've we were all raised very well. But we were raised around things as well, and again, not saying that anyone's anyway or anything, but it's a, it's just kind of a a reflection on like it's the same as anyone, you know what I mean? And your 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 art is a reflection of like what you want to convey, but like what you what you see as well and stuff, you know what I mean? And what you grew up around, and it's kind of more, it's it's like there's there's a there's a lot a lot of forgotten estates in Ireland, you know what I mean? Like, and like it's kind of more so there's a big. I come here. I'm not Marxist. no one, I'm not a socialist. But there's a big, there is a big kind of class gap in Ireland. you know what I mean? Like between like working class and even middle class in a lot of places. Like you know, mm. and um, I think it's just I'm a like I'm a quiet I'm very quiet. I'd be seen as soft, and I've been called a scumbag more times than I can count by people with a posher accent than me. Do you know what I mean? Like just because of stereotypes or how you because how you, you have a thick accent or whatever and it's just kind of trying to point the mirror in that direction in some way you know what I mean it's kind of a as drug riddled as all the raps are and all this crack and all how violent it all might sound or whatever it's just a like I'm saying it's just trying to highlight a reflection to get some form of like positive conversation going about it you know what I mean because there is there is for, like I was actually I was reading an article yesterday about a it was like three years ago like cold i there there was a my aunt was one of the people petitioned for it because uh, it was uh, for murder victims in Limerick. it was like a a petition to get a a cold case uh, like a, a sector kind of opened in the local guard station here because there's so many uh there's so many young fellas like stabbed now not recently because Limerick is grand in recent times again but like as of like ten years ago like, my own first cousin was like was murdered and like it's just, like I'm saying, these forgotten estates where, like, there isn't really much money or time being put into these places, so, like, things like that can just happen. There's the amount of murders that have happened in Limerick in to, to, where teenagers have been killed, stabbed or something, and everyone knows who who's after doing it. But for whatever reason, whether it's money not being invested into the guard stations or people just not caring, nothing is done about it. Do you know what I mean? And it's just... I know that was a very specific topic to think, go on to there, but just to, that's what I mean in terms of, I suppose this is how I certainly feel and the lads probably feel is the only way we can really shine a reflection on these kind of forgotten estates and like what it is to be working class in the country and like still have some
0: form of a voice, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Sorry, if I went off on a tangent there. No, that was, that was, uh, that was really interesting and, uh, and well put as well um I, I suppose we better uh finish up uh in a sec i've kept you long enough we'll finish up on the music and we'll finish up with um talking about operating system tell me about the, con- the actual concept behind it i'll read out what you what you've got on bandcamp the yeah. album is a conceptual piece with the idea that the music is being played from the perspective of the px music uh studio computer with each track acting as a new file being processed in the system mm. Mind blown, man. Tell me tell me more. <laughs> I, I tried to think now where that concept even come out of. The, our our initial
2: concept for the album, because I like to go into things with some form of a concept or a theme to follow. But the initial concept was, um it, we got it from, just because I was listening to Abbey Road so much, the Beatles, Beatles album. And uh, all massive Beatles heads here. And uh, so we were listening to Abbey, myself and Danny were listening to Abbey Road loads and listening to... Um, specifically you know if you're familiar with the album the the long one at the end the last medley of tunes and the second half of the album is like uh one continuous structure of tunes and there's a song in it uh you never give me your money and then that song is there's a reprisal of that song in the song uh, uh carry that weight and basically a reprisal in musical terms is when you revisit a musical idea later on in the like you know like in a different song if you play the same chords again from previous song and it happens as well in a in in Breathe on um Dark Side of the Moon, the Pink Floyd album. So the song Breathe, Breathe, Breathe in the air. If you listen to Time, then they reprise Breathe at the end of time. I know I'm talking Mumbo Jumbo now, but our initial idea was because we were so mad about these motherfuckers making these tunes and then going, yeah, that tune was so good that later on in the album, we're going to go back to that tune. We were mad on that idea. So that was the idea behind the album where we were going to try and make... um
3: Sonically as well.
2: Yeah, sonically, definitely, where we were just going to try and have just that reprisals in and we we're going to call the album reprise. That didn't go, that was a very niche and specific thing that we tried to hone in on that got very complicated very quickly <laughs> very So we kind of scrapped that idea a little <laughs> bit. But um, no, I think it kind of just came from watching Sean mixing mixing bits over the last, not just the album, but over the last two years where this computer on top, do you have the computer yeah, now? is the kind of, right the, it's the heart of... studio you know what i mean and it's kind of where not not everyone's work is all on the thing but if anyone's work is being done it's ending up on this computer where sean is going mixing it or mastering it or whatever or working on or piecing it together you know what i mean sean is literally the mastermind behind px music by the way sean murray and danny 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 rose through the ranks of being an underling in a year to being one of the top manager boys (laughs) so danny's doing well as well but um no it was just I think kind of just came from it. Definitely grew in itself. I didn't go yet. We're making the album with this concept where it's it's on the computer, but it just definitely came from a like I think it may have even started from trying to create little foley sounds for i I'm not a fan of tracks just now. There obviously is tracks that just lead into the other on the album, but I like when something links a track like it sounds like a radio has been turned or something. You know, something stupid like that. Definitely came from trying to add in those foley sounds and just kind of going. So on the first EP, we had already, it was like a, it was each track and it sounded like a, it was changing the radio station. And then on the second EP, it was kind of like flicking through a TV channels. So we were like trying to think of a different concept where we could link the songs together in this one. And then we ended up landing on uh, just, oh, have it sound like you're clicking on a new track. Do you know what I mean? And that's opening the track. And we did that for one or two tracks and that just turned into then, we were like, yeah, we're obsessed with this idea now, so let's do it for the whole thing. and. And uh, I, even like um like if you listen through to the album, so as well as featured on the album, Strange Boys featured on the album, Hazy is featured on the album, and Merle is featured on the album. But then is on the album, Clark Five is on the album, and uh, Gavin Da Vinci is on the album. True. Like those, it's like little glitches in the system when you're looking through the files and it's like the wrong file plays by an accident and it's a piece of a Gavin tune, do you know what I mean? No and no I tried it, that no one's heard yet, yeah. so we tried to pick all unreleased songs for the lads. So they're not featured on it, I'm not on anything with them, but it's just a, like a cameo in a movie, you know what I mean? So that's how we dotted them in there, yeah, how we tried that, anyway.
0: Yeah, no, no, I do. I do love listening to it. I love the sound of the, the um, when you take the USB out of the computer. the doo-doo. yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: No, I, I like those annoying, little Because <laughs> yeah. uh, they tried to find, we had like a folder of like 300 different USB eject sounds. So we were trying to find the perfect <laughs> sound in one. <laughs> Um and so like um about a month on from its release and almost a year on since you first started creating it uh together like how are you feeling uh about the album are you proud of the work that you did are you uh is there anything that you would change I wouldn't change a thing of it and that's not saying that I think it's perfect in any
2: way uh I'm immensely proud of it man and I know Danny is as well yeah, big time um it it was. I'm all about taking the good with the bad. So it was kind of like that yin-yang thing of amazing. We had the album out and it's done. And it's of what I think is pretty decent quality. Uh, and But also you get to see, the reason I wouldn't change it is because you get to see the bad or the things that we did wrong or the things yeah, that we yeah, know exactly. that we could nitpick at, you know what I mean? So like, it's nice to have that as a, we have our blueprint now for what we want to make next, where we've had the trial by fire process already of what works and what doesn't work. So we're able to take elements the positive elements from that and just be influenced by that you know what i mean so um yeah it's it's it's, it's important i think to have as a critique of ourselves if that makes sense because i'll never be i'll always have a bit of self-loading with any answer that i have i'll never be
3: fully positive about it. like uh, from from the day that we we put it up on uh, you know like for for it to go to all the streaming it was submitted on until it was the day that we were we were going up to Dublin to do the Tommy Tiernan show. It was the first time I actually listened to it, which must have been about three, maybe a month even. I I just I didn't listen to it yeah. because we had been listening to it for months, ten um, months, you know. And uh, the first time I listened to it on the bus on the way up, I I just could hear all my my own personal you know mistakes and, and little things, and I was like, oh god, I had to turn it off. But then, but then after some of the feedback, especially from my mates over in London, like you know, from from them not being around it being made at all, like you know, mm. uh, and and then giving it a, a listen back, like I'm very very happy with it, like and and I I think that we'll be able to take from it, and and the, the next mm. project that gets put out, like you know, will be will be stronger.
2: Danny's also a fucker for recording a guitar line and then telling you six months later that he has to re-record it because his guitar is out of
0: tune on it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's that bloody G string.
0: Um, no, no, it's great. I think I think that you should be immensely proud of it. I think it's a great um piece of work. Brilliant way to uh, end the year. And maybe tell me about uh, what's come with yourself and with PX Music as a whole. What uh, what's in the works? Um, what I, are you allowed to say is in the works? <laughs>
2: can I announce the date for Gavin's? Or is that still hush hush secret? you can
1: say, February.
2: Can I say? Okay, Gavin. Can I say anything alluding
1: to the Soft boys and Gavin
2: Okay, there is a Soft Boys and PX music release coming out in February. Involving a certain uh can I say it? who? <laughs> yes. Involving a certain uh I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not. <laughs> involving a certain uh, Gavin Da Vinci and King Kavanaugh. So um that'll be coming out sometime in February. That's happening, that's the closest thing for PX. Hazy Hayes first to know. <laughs> yeah, I think you are the first to know outside of the two <laughs> core groups. Um Hayes just obviously released a video for Silhouettes. Amazing stuff.
3: Uh, okay, who yes, is? We, uh, he's, Hayes has got oh. a track with Molly Sterling coming out uh, called Five Minute Dream. That'll be coming out uh, in the near future.
2: Um, let me think.
3: Young Chrome. Chrome is working oh, on some stuff that young, will be coming
2: out. Young Chrome is working on some stuff, but we he were changing his name officially from Chrome to Kramer because when we were doing the Tommy Tiernan show, uh they were when someone was calling out all places for everyone, he misread Chrome as Kramer and it was a very funny moment. Kramer's a funny name. Um just for ourselves, I kinda just need this because uh, I need this lockdown to end so I can actually get back into the studio with himself and forty and actually I'm very uh, I don't think I'll have a project released this year I will definitely have one nearly finished by the end of the year I would say uh, to be honest with you I'm just going to kind of work on a try and get maybe three two three videos out by between now and September and just work on a bit of music you know and uh, probably I would look to probably start a release plan for maybe this time next year
0: Yeah. if that makes Great. sense right. Sounds like a busy year anyway. Yeah, hopefully.
3: I'll, if... be, I'll be recording a single anyway and I'm onto to it for sure. like So whether he hates it or not.
2: My girlfriend haphazardly booked a holiday to Greece in July. So that could be something to look forward to in my personal life. But I'm not <laughs> going to be going on holidays in July because there's still going to be in a pandemic. But that's uh, cool. That's an actual positive fact about what's going on in my life now and not self-loathing. I
0: have, have to have something to look forward to.
2: Exactly, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, listen, cheers to the chats.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Matt. I actually really enjoyed that. Thank you.
1: cooking your lunch only fans and regrets son the loiter's bus better spark it off the toaster moldy bread and some antique coasters let's have a toast and not overdosing and popping other zenith when i'm hiding from the ghosts it's grim talk no smiles around here I cup of d Sugars for the gearhead A bag of weed, sweet, nothing's in my ear It's been a good year in Tome It's been a good year in Tome It's been a good year to be a sort the kick I said it's been a good year in Tome I said it's been a good year to be a sort kick I wanna fuck
0: that, don't fuck with cats Nintendo duck hunting, we could
1: roll some facts Pretend i know something something, mis- caught the facts Super lights are accidental and I roam with the pack He protect and he attack But most importantly he won't give it back I defend, I cut slack I cut the power on our pouties in the flash